from the ANA Brand Activation Marketing Conference in Orlando, Florida, Marketing Futures Podcast is proud to present the future of brand activation. This five-part mini-series will share the stories of brands who are innovating in key elements of brand activation, including content marketing, influencer marketing, commerce marketing, and more. We begin our mini-series with a very special guest, Mr. Alvaro Luque, President and CEO of Avocados from Mexico. Alvaro shared the story of how in just six months, his company went from non-existent to making a debut at the grandest stage of them all, the Super Bowl. He discussed the thought process behind such a bold move and how creating an omni-channel experience around major TV moments can act as a force multiplier in telling your brand's story. Alvaro, tell us a little bit about your journey you know, from up into becoming president and CEO of Avocados for Mexico and what that was like. Yeah, so um, so I've been a marketer my whole life. I'm from Costa Rica. So um, I started working in Costa Rica with uh, Mission Foods. That is mm-hmm. a company that has a, a good presence here in the U.S. Mm-hmm. And uh, with them, I was 15 years moving in different countries uh, in Latin America and until I came to... Uh, to the U.S. where I was uh, their marketing vice president. Mm-hmm. And I've never heard about marketing in produce. It was like that, that world <laughs> didn't exist for me, right? Uh, uh-huh. So uh, one day I got a call from a recruiter that uh-huh. they were looking for um, for this position, the president of Avocados from Mexico. Um, and I was very surprised, right? First, I didn't even know at that time that people were doing marketing in produce, right? Yeah. Um, but then I learned about the how the concept works, how the company structure, mm-hmm. it was really interesting. So, mm-hmm. uh, so that's why I'm here. Uh, mm-hmm. They recruited me from a complete different industry. It was part of what the board wanted to do. Yeah, they wanted to um, to bring someone with a different thinking perspective uh, sure. from the produce industry, and uh, I'm here. Wow, kudos to you. For our listeners who might not be fully aware of your brand, me being from California, I actually know both of those brands really, yeah. really well, intimately, actually. Um, but but tell us a little bit about your brand and why and how uh, the company actually came to be. Yeah, so um, avocados from Mexico were, were banned from the U.S. for 80 years mm-hmm. until 1997 that they decided to open the market again. Mm-hmm. And uh, as you know, California is a very important player of avocados in the U.S., and uh, yeah. So at that time, they were trying to protect California as much as possible. So it took mm. a while, actually 10 years, to open the, the market completely for, for Mexico in every single state. Oh, wow. And in that time, they became a checkoff program. And um, I don't know if, uh, if you don't know that, but uh, there are several products that are part of uh, the USDA checkoff program. Mm-hmm. And, and basically what, what that is, is, is a law, right? It's a law yep. that will tell you that the importers of avocados, in this case, mm-hmm. will have to um, put $2.5 for every pound imported from any country in the world mm-hmm. for marketing purposes, mm-hmm. okay? So when they started collecting all this money, two associations were created. One, one association from Mexico that mm-hmm. holds all the uh, growers and packers, mm-hmm. more than 25,000 growers and like wow. 50 f- packing companies. Mm-hmm. And then a, an American association that holds like 250 American distribution companies that import avocados from Mexico. These two associations for seven years were marketing the same brand, same logo, mm-hmm. same name, 
without talking to each other. Right? <laughs> so you have two campaigns running in the U.S. at the same time, two ads, very, very complicated. So yeah. uh, in around 2011, they came together and said, you know what, this is not working. Mm-hmm. Why don't we create a company? And it's the first time in, in history in, in this country that two foreign associations mm-hmm. through the government of the United States created a company. And that's Avocados from Mexico. Oh, wow. yeah. So Avocados from Mexico, it's a company that holds funds from two countries. Mm-hmm. I, uh, and, in, and I report to three different bosses. I report to Mexico, Ooh. I report to the U.S., and I report to the government. Wow, uh, and that's uh, that's uh, yeah, not easy, not easy, <laughs> not easy right. but uh, but it's also very very interesting. That's why we became the uh, the number one marketing program for produce in the U.S. because mm-hmm. we're we have the power of two countries into one organization that is a hundred percent dedicated to marketing purposes. So uh, I don't do absolutely anything that is not marketing or trade marketing. I don't see the fruit. I don't distribute the fruit. I don't mm-hmm. see prices, margins, sales, right. inventories, nothing. Just marketing and trade marketing. Wow. And you did that from the ground up, essentially. So what was that It was dance a, like? A complete, build, a complete um, startup, right? Uh, mm-hmm. We had to start since, since the beginning. When I got to the company at the end of 2013, the company had less than six months since uh, they launched it. And uh, I had to build a from, from zero, right? That uh, we had at that time six employees, we were working from home. And in two years, we, less than two years after that, we were advertising in the Super Bowl. So, uh, <laughs> so it was a, a fast and, track. And doing it well. Yeah, it was a fast <laughs> track, but, uh, but very interesting because uh, yep. we, yeah, we created a company from, from the ground up. Yeah, you're a person in many ways, first to bring a fresh brand to the Super Bowl. Yes. And, and that was a thing, and you've done it so well. So can you tell us a little bit about you know, the thinking of, first of all, entering the Super Bowl, because that's a, a, that's a thing yeah. right in our industry, and then how did you do it so well, and what that process, those processes were like? Yeah, so, um, so you're right. We, we were the, uh, the first ever produce brand and a brand associated with Mexico to be in the, in the Super Bowl in history. Uh, oh, and the first time that we were in the Super Bowl was in 2015. So uh, I had like at that time probably five months in the job mm-hmm. when I came with the idea to the board and said, you know what, why don't we buy a Super Bowl ad? I was, I was nervous, to be honest, right, the first right, time, right. right? Because I didn't know how they were going to react. But mm-hmm. uh, one thing that I, that I learned from these guys since the beginning is they wanted to do things different. And, uh, and there, were, there were several things that, was, that, were, that were telling us that the Super Bowl was very interesting for us. Not only is the number one show out there in the U.S., so the the, the reach is, is incredible, right? Mm-hmm. But also, I cannot explain this because it was uh, way uh, before my, my time, but uh, someone in this country decided that whenever you throw a football, you have to have a guacamole in front of you. So uh, that that combination of I need to watch football with a guacamole in front of me, mm-hmm. it's it's the best thing that happened to us, right? Yeah. So yep. so when it comes to the Super Bowl, we know that our product is going to be there in front yep. of the TV. Most of the uh, households that are that are enjoying the game. That's right. And because we are the only brand that is year-round available in this country, by January and February, I have almost ninety. 98, 99% of the market. Mm. So it's not only going to be guacamole, it's going to be my guacamole in front of those TVs. Right. In the number one TV show. 
And, uh, and to make it uh, a little more interesting, and this is a little bit what I'm going to talk tomorrow in the, in the, presenta in the mm -hmm. presentation, is that I believe it's the most underrated marketing investment that you can do mm -hmm. if you do it well. Mm -hmm. If you see your Super Bowl as a 30-second ad that is going to cost you more than $4 million, mm -hmm. you'll never get your money back. But if you see this as an excuse to develop a campaign, it's the most interesting thing that you can do. Because one of the things that we need to understand like marketers is that people at this time are paying to avoid us, right? Uh, mm -hmm. you, you prefer to pay for a subscription, you prefer to have an ad blocking to try to avoid what we do every single day. That, that is mm -hmm. completely crazy, right? Uh, <laughs> imagine how many other professions have that, that problem, right? Right. But in the Super Bowl, people just go completely the crazy the opposite way. For two That's weeks, right. you have consumers that are interested about your brand, they want to see the ad, they want to share the ad, they want to talk about the Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. So it's the perfect time to deliver a message. Yeah. Uh, and when we saw the whole combination, yep. it made a lot of sense for us. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, okay. mm -hmm. Can you tell us a little bit about, I mean, you've developed two very successful campaigns around that. Can you tell us a little bit about the ideation of, that went into those campaigns, how they came? Yeah. Um, so um, we wanted, um, we always saw the Super Bowl not as an event. Uh, we know that there are huge brands that can use the Super Bowl to launch a new, a new flavor or a new mm -hmm. packaging or a new, new idea. Yep. For us, the Super Bowl is, is, is trying to develop a story through time. And mm -hmm. we, we knew that we wanted to say some things. And we needed to take advantage of those big punches. Mm -hmm. So working with the agencies, we were very clear was, what was the message that we wanted to deliver every single year, starting mm -hmm from the first Super Bowl ad that we had that was, mm -hmm. we need to make people aware that avocados come from Mexico and I'm the number one brand in the US. Mm -hmm. Because there's a, there were a lot of people that, that thought that California was the uh, number one brand or that yeah. avocados came from California. And that's, mm -hmm. that's not the real thing. So, uh, so I needed to be sure that people understand. That. So um, by giving a clear idea to the agency, they were very good creating a campaign that was Funny enough, clever enough, mm -hmm. that could cut uh, consumer attention, but deliver the right message at the, at the right time. So, right. Uh, so we've been trying to do that through time. First year, talking about origin. The second year, talking about always in season. Yep. Third year, talking about health. And fourth year, talking about versatility. Mm -hmm. And now talking about value. So it's a so it's a story that we've been trying to An build. An evolving story. Time. Yeah, that's brilliant. And it makes a lot of sense. You've won the number two spot, you know, multiple years in a row. What does it take to pull that off? Like, how many people are involved in something like that? So, um, yeah, we've been in um, in, in digital. It's been like like our our, our biggest uh, um, accomplishment in, in the Super Bowl in mm -hmm. the Merkle Report. In the last four years, we've been yep. three times second place, one time first place. Yep, and it's a lot of work. But uh, the way that we see it is that that's where, where being small is an advantage, right? Mm -hmm. We've talked to a lot of uh, big companies, and uh, one of the issues that they have when they're huge is that just the search department is mm -hmm. going to be huge compared to the digital <laughs> marketing department, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's hard to get them together working yeah. as, a, as a company, right? Yep. When you are small, my digital director is basically a coach, and that's the way that we see it, right? So mm -hmm. we work with seven, eight agencies mm -hmm. for six months uh, preparing to the Super Bowl, 
Yeah. And they all work like a team, right? So every time that we go out there and, and activate our campaign, our SEO guys and our mm -hmm. search guys and our digital marketing guys and our social media guys, they understand each other because they've been working together for six months. Right. So the whole campaign is integrated. And also, we've been very disciplined creating our playbook. So every mm -hmm. single year, we have a specific digital playbook because this is our only chance. Mm -hmm. we are out for two weeks, we, we compete with the most uh, amazing and biggest brands in the world. Mm -hmm. After that, I don't have that chance. So right. I have to be sure that I deliver and stand out, and that's why we, we prepare ourselves for that. That's great. Tell us a little bit about the immersive experience, hashtag Avo Secrets. Right, so Avo Secrets was our um, 2017 campaign, if mm -hmm. I'm not mistaken. Yes, 2017. Uh, it was a very successful campaign. Basically, at that time, our, our message was that avocados were healthy and were mm -hmm. healthy because we had good fats, and that, right. that was the key message, right? So mm -hmm. through the agency, developed this idea of a secret society. That these guys mm -hmm. were holding all the secrets in the world, mm -hmm. and and for one reason that the leader didn't understand at that time, the secrets were leaking, right? And uh, one of the things, uh, one of the big secrets that was leaked was that avocados were healthy because they had good fats. Finally, they they found out that a guy was streaming from the secret societies mm -hmm. uh, meeting. So that, that that's the fun part. So. Uh, so when we tested this ad with the consumers and we knew that the ad was going to do very well. Mm -hmm. uh, that's where the digital team came in and said, well, okay, how can I create a campaign that relates to this idea? Mm -hmm. So it all was uh, anchored in, in the phone, in the phone yep. that, they, that the guy was using to stream this. So, so we created our secrets around a phone experience. And basically what we wanted at that time is to create our own phone experience in your phone. So uh, if, uh, if you were interacting with our secrets at that time and you were playing in our site, our, our secrets will take over your main screen in, the, in your phone and we will have the same apps that probably you have, Facebook, mm -hmm, Instagram, mm -hmm. Twitter, all the apps, yep. but in our site, in your phone, right? Yep. So we create 17 different experiences in that, in that phone. And that's why it was so good because one of the things that we've been trying to um, create for the Super Bowl is a funnel experience where people don't go in and out mm -hmm. uh, our site. They go in and we try to keep, it, keep right. them in there. So yeah. uh, if you go in and start interacting with us in Instagram, I will uh, take you to Snapchat. If you like Snapchat, I will take you to Facebook or videos mm -hmm. or Twitter. So I'll try to get from one impressions many, many, many impressions and shares. Mm -hmm. And that's the way that we've been uh, multiplying our impressions in the Super Bowl and getting a lot of the conversation with us. I, I do think everyone's gonna wanna know what your approach to the Super Bowl is for, for 2020. For 2020. So we actually, yesterday, I, I presented my, my, uh, my plan to my board, where our fiscal year starts in, in July 1st, so we always do it in, in mid-May. Mid so I can officially tell you that we're 100% in and, uh, and authorized to, to be part of uh, Super Bowl 2020. Mm -hmm. We've been trying to develop a different message that for us, for us is, is really the, uh, the end of everything that we've been trying to build up in this story, right? Mm -hmm. That is value. And uh, we think that we are a very valuable brand and product mm -hmm. because we can give you several things in one in one single uh, experience that is uh, it's great flavor it's mm -hmm. uh, year-round availability and healthiness right, if, right. You, if you think 
there's a lot of products that could be super healthy, but they're not delicious, like kale, for example. Yeah. Very healthy. <laughs> not exactly the most delicious thing out there, right? Or you can find a lot of products that are delicious and healthy, but they're seasonal, right? Mm -hmm. So we think that we have that combination. And uh, the great thing about avocados is that, is, and this is not easy to see in other categories, is that we've been growing exponentially in volume, but at the same time, we've been growing in value. So, uh, yeah. so it's a more expensive product that people are buying more and more and more. So we yeah. want to keep that growing parallel for the future. So value is going to be our message again. Mm -hmm. And uh, we're going to find a very fun, clever way to, to say it. I can't wait. Although every restaurant in New York now has avocado toast, so you're doing something right. <laughs> yes. Um, are there any trends? I mean, you guys are you this this innovative storytelling omni-channel thing that you kind of have dialed in. Yeah. What are you watching now for innovation? Is there any trends or anything that you guys are looking at closely? Yeah, yeah. There's some some things that we've been putting a, a lot of emphasis in the in the past uh, year, and actually in our plan. It's, uh, it's, it's going to get stronger. We're going to start some tests of, uh, of an omnichannel experience. Mm -hmm. The great thing about us is that being small, again, we can control every single part of it. So uh, mm -hmm. we've been doing things in e-commerce. We've been doing things in click and pick. We've been doing things in in-store, mm -hmm. digital. We want to connect all the dots uh, with, with a couple of partners to try mm -hmm. to see a full omnichannel experience. So uh, mm -hmm. that is one test that we're going to do this, this year that I think is going to be very interesting. But, uh, but for me, the, the most important one is massive personalization of your marketing experience, right? So mm -hmm. uh, we think that we're going to have the biggest, the most interesting community of, uh, of avocado lovers mm -hmm. in the world very soon. Uh, we've been building it for a while now. We're putting a lot of money and emphasis in our CRM systems. Mm -hmm. We, we want to create that specific mm -hmm. uh, community. Mm -hmm. We're trying to... Um, invest more in personalization through food service, personalization through mm -hmm. media, mm -hmm. personalization uh, through promotions. We're putting more um, emphasis in trying to create coupon and prices and awards that are a little more dedicated one-on-one based on what you need as a consumer mm -hmm. at that time specifically. Sure. So, uh, so I think that that Mass personalization idea, it's one of the most important ones that we are putting emphasis into. Mm. And, the, and the third one is, uh, is experiential. Mm. And uh, avocados are fun. And yeah. uh, so we want to we wanna keep on ex experiencing different uh, ideas. And, and we're working on, on a couple. One is an experience that we were building up for concessions in stadiums. So uh, we created the first one in Dallas that we call Avo Eats. It's the first okay. avocado-only uh, experience in stadium, so mm -hmm. you can go in there. Every single thing that you can buy in that concession stand is made up out of avocados. So instead of thinking about hot dogs and popcorn and pretzels, mm -hmm. now you go in and have avocado toast and mousse mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. some other things. In, in yeah, I made that, that at home. It's actually yeah. really good. I'm it surprised. is fantastic. <laughs> uh, we're doing the second one in Miami this this coming year, and we're moving very fast to have a very very uh, unique restaurant experience in in, in Texas. Uh, very soon with our brand. So there's three questions that I tend to ask everybody. And one of them is you can take it where you want to go, but the, but I, I like to bring it to the forefront. So what are your thoughts in regard to diversity and inclusion? Well, you know what? I, I love that question because uh, we're even though we're, we're the number one marketing uh, program for produce in the U.S., and we're a Super Bowl advertiser. 
we're a company of 30 people. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, because we, the model that we have is small organization, not a lot of agencies. So we have a roster, a big roster of agencies, mm -hmm. and a small number of, of, of people. Smart. And 30 people, um, and we, we, we joke about it because it's, it's true, we are like uh, United Nations, right? Mm -hmm. uh, it's, it's great if you go into our, our company, even though we're only 30, we have all types of nationalities, mm -hmm. uh, ethnicities in the team, and we're very proud about that. And, mm -hmm. uh, and we want to keep on supporting that internally, mm -hmm. right? right? Now, externally, uh, we're very proud as well to be the first produce brand to support Seher, the uh, the program for uh, ANA. Uh, yeah, shout out to uh, Kathleen Hunter. There you go. Yeah. So, uh, so I'm very happy to uh, to be the first ones to, uh, in, in the produce industry to do it. We, we've been trying to communicate that as much as possible in our industry to try to bring that. more people into it. Because at the end, even though I'm a, a guy and I eat a lot of guacamole, mm -hmm. but the reality is that our number one consumer, our number one shopper, is female. And mm -hmm. if we don't respect, understand, care about that consumer, we'll never be true to our brand and mm -hmm. to our real consumer. So uh, so we want to be very careful on how we communicate with her, how we uh, how we engage her, and see her was the perfect platform to, uh, to support that. Brilliant, brilliant. Okay, the tough question that I ask everybody, mm. and uh, you, you don't get off the hook on this one. So your favorite album of all time? That one probably is not going to be very, very uh, useful for you guys on all the uh, other uh, responses that you have because I'm, I'm Latino. So uh, <laughs> I love an Argentinian group that is called Soda Stereo. And for me, Soda Stereo is the number one group in my life. So, uh, so uh, any, any album from Soda Stereo, Argentinian rock, I'll be there 100%. All right. You heard okay. it here first. How do you spell? Soda, uh -huh. like soda. Uh -huh. Okay. S-O-D-A. Yeah. And stereo, stereo. Got it, stereo. Fantastic. And what are you listening to now and why? Okay, that's the other one that, uh, that, uh, that probably I'm not going to be very um, interesting, but, it, but it's me. I'm, I'm an 80s guy, 100%. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm a huge fan uh, and, and follower of Sirius XM, and, mm -hmm. uh, so I, I cannot get out of my 80s so a hundred percent if I listen to music I go back to my time uh, I'm a hundred percent 80s on eight I love uh, and I enjoy uh, not going out of my my uh, love days that's awesome all day every day there you go all right brother you are amazing interview thank you I appreciate the time yeah. I appreciate uh, the uh, the effort and the support okay we hope you enjoyed part one of the future of brand activation mini-series We'll be back in two weeks with Lisa McKnight, head of the Barbie brand at Mattel, who shared her story of activating and evolving an iconic brand for today's children and parents. In the meantime, to learn more about brand activation, go to ana.net slash brand activation. And as always, for more futury goodness, head on over to marketingfutures.ana.net.